Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All right, guys, welcome back to the Rich Shields Golf Show podcast, everybody. Episode 148. Yep. Getting through them, aren't we? Pretty fast. Do we have a celebration on 150? Why not? Um, we'll have a can of Monster each. Oh, nice. Celebration. Like early morning. Give us a lot of energy ready for the podcast. Not quite as good as I expected, but it'll do. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that'd be right up your street. It is, but 100, we had a live podcast in front of an audience and it was uh, a night that she'll never be forgotten about. It was. I know. I don't, and and I must 150 is just like, oh, okay. I think I did say as well, or hint at maybe 150, we should do a live show, but no, that's not happening. So um, mm. I'm not sure. It, it's It's. Maybe 200 will go big. Yeah, you know what's... Vegas. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. In 50 weeks' time, Vegas. I reckon we start doing two episodes a week. To in fact, three episodes a week to get Everyone's like, Rick, why are you listening 14 podcasts a week? <laughs> ah, well, let me explain. Vegas is a looming. Um, actually, on that note, a lot of people, I feel like in the comments recently, and I feel like it's very much overdue, have been asking, when are you coming out to the States? When are you coming over to America? Well... Hopefully, fingers crossed, soonish. I thought it was going to be a big announcement then. That I didn't know. Oh, no, about. sorry. <laughs> Next week, guy, get your passport. We're going to we're going to America. Um, I still can't believe. Can you hear some feedback, by the way, or not? I've okay. got a little bit of feedback, but it's fine. I can deal with that. Um, I can't believe. Very soon, it's going to be three years before I've even been on a plane. Yeah, it's mad. I've not travelled. I'm not a travel person anymore. I used to be a travel person. I'm not now a you're a cruise guy. No, I'm just coming back off a cruise. I know it's not on the plane, is That's it? That's very true. Um, um, today's anyway. today's podcast is is actually um, one that I'm excited about, and the reason I'm excited about this is going to sound not correct is because we've not got that much planned. And normally, the ones we don't have loads and loads planned end up being the best ones because they're more just like freestyle banter, riffing back and forth. Riffing. It's like tennis of banter, bang, bang, bang. Um, but We've got a few things to talk about. Uh, one kind of cool announcement that we've kind of already ruined in a way, and if you listen to this, you may already know about this, you may not. Um, we are having on Thursday this week, so Thursday the 8th of September, 7.30 UK time till 10pm UK time. An event, Rick. Sell it to me. Right. Sell, me sell me the sausage and the sizzle. Those good, good boys can come over here and do a meet-up, Willy-nilly. Right? They think they can just put a post out there and do a meet-up. Well, I'm coming back with my own meetup. 
We've got six people coming. We've got all six people. Uh, no, in all seriousness, we're doing a range night at Trafford Golf Centre on Thursday. And again, as Guy just mentioned, if you listen to this, it might be a little bit too late. And we really do apologise. But um, we didn't realise the scale and the volume of people booking on. We have 175 spots and all the 175 spots. And now I'm getting static. Yeah, there's a bit of static somewhere. Sorry, we just had a little technical glitch there as we were so excited about Rage Explain night. what the technical glitch was. Uh, we've got a box down here that sometimes if it's kicked or moved, it's the breaks. kicked in. You know, 148 podcasts in and we've got, <laughs> we've got a silver box on the floor that if you ever so slightly move it, it just shuts the whole thing down. But actually, Amazon order for a new one is arriving any moment. Exciting. Um, so yeah, Range Night, loads of people, fans coming down to celebrate 10 years of me making YouTube videos. Wow, it's like a birthday party for yourself. Really. Throwing yourself. I'm actually going to wear a hat. Yeah. Should I get a cake? I want you to get a cake, a big sticker that says 10 on it, a big badge that says 10 on it. <laughs> 10 years old. Today. And we'll give you a hip, hip, hooray, whatever it's called. What's it called? Three cheers. That'd be nice. That'd be really nice. So, inviting fans, subscribers down to the range. It's completely free. Unfortunately, it is a ticketed event, and the tickets have now, right now, as we speak, literally announced it half an hour ago and they've gone. Um, but we'll make a video about it. It should be cool. We're going to have some challenges. I might give a few little cheeky tips and a few lessons. Guy's going to be there giving bants and doing long drives. Yeah, I'm just going to provide banter, really. I'm going to have a banter hat on, so as a head of banter. <laughs> <laughs> just... I feel like we need a banter police then. <laughs> we need a banter police officer. Um, but yeah, it should be really good. Free golf balls, uh, using the incredible Top Tracer technology. Uh, the guys at Trafford Golf Centre um, are allowing us to do it, but two... We booked half the driving range out, basically, yeah, which is big. pretty awesome. So uh, that's going to be coming soon. I th- we did a range night. How many years ago was that now? It was at least two. Definitely I before, think it was before COVID. Yeah, pre-COVID. So it must have been at some point in 2019. Yeah, or early 20. But yeah, maybe late 19. I think you're right. I think it was the back end. So like that, it feels like a long time ago. And I wanted to do a lot more of them. So many years later, a couple of years later, the first one of hopefully more. Again, might tie one into doing one in America or different places around the world. So do keep your eyes peeled. And I think the top tip, make sure all notifications are turned on social media so you don't miss out on any of the updates. Yeah. And if you're not coming, if you can't make it because you can't get a ticket, maybe go to your own range on your own. Um, wear a hat. Wear a hat, band a hat. And like sing happy birthday. At yeah, the top walk of around. Your, top of your lungs, sing happy birthday. And see how many friends you can make. Like happy birthday to Rick. <laughs> 10 years making YouTube videos. Yeah, very good. Uh, well, today, uh, as I said, a bit of a random show. There's bits to talk about. There's, I'm going to talk about Liv in a bit because why would you not? Why not? Uh, but first off, I've got an email I wanted to read out. Um, it's from it's from Nicole. I'm going to leave it anonymous, but I think I can say it's from uh, Nicole. It says, "Hello, Rick Shields and the incredible podcast team." Nice. So initially, I thought it was a spam because we get a hell of a lot of spam emails, and the way it was worded, I thought it's spam, but it's not spam. It's genuine. It says, "My fiance and I just got engaged this August. Congratulations! And you have been a part of our relationship over Oof. the past two years with our love for golf, Rick. So for the two years, there's been a a, a lady and her fiance." who've been watching the videos, listening to the podcast, and you are a part of their relationship. Love it. Do you think you have it on at night? I'm not sure if I'd tell my wife this. Um, I, I think she'd be all right with it. I think it's part of the job. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you get into bed at night, candles on, put the podcast on, lids getting on. Wow. How does that make you feel? I'd be the biggest... Uh, uh, what's the opposite to an aphrodisiac? Mood killer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I would. Uh, I would not... I don't think I'd set the tone. Our no. vo- our dulcet tones on in the background. 
I mean, maybe you've got to be louder to try and drum, drum us out, but let's <laughs> <laughs> not get into that. Um, okay, so anyway, it says, my fiance and I have found golf, the greatest sport in the world. It is. And he has truly fallen in love with your podcast. Because nice. he's a nice guy, and he? he likes good stuff. He's got a good taste. Yeah. He really has got great taste. That's what I've always said about him. He's a great guy. Um, it inspires him helped him grow as a golfer and just in general has kept him going through being a nurse during the pandemic. He is one of my favourite people ever, isn't he? Such that's, a good guy. That's awesome. It said, this is this is the bit that I almost thought it was too far, but I'll take it for you, Rick. You mean the world to him and by, are now by far his favourite golfer. Even over Tiger Woods, to him, you are the GOAT. Yeah, I'm not going to... I'm going to no. delete that. Yeah. You can't, it's one step too far, It isn't is, it? yeah. You it's know. gone from being a nice guy to a bit like... Mm, a bit over the top. A bit OTT. Isn't it? Yeah. He goes round around the hospital. Have you heard of this Rick Shields fella? <laughs> he's like he's like the best. It was you like make yourself a medicine, I'm in pain here. You no, know I'm gonna prescribe you a good dose of Rick Shields. <laughs> <laughs> what would that help? A if someone, a if nice needed a dose health, of Rick Shields. A nice healthy dose. Uh insomnia. Yes. It would definitely help with that. Would remember Grant Hovat said that. Yeah. Hovart. I, I feel like it would uh it would be motivational because you wouldn't want to be as bad as I am. At what? Golf, yeah. So you Chip might in. go. You might go. You know what? If he can do it, it might make you motivational to go. If you can bloody start up a YouTube channel on the podcast, I can do it. Yeah. What's he? What's he? What's he got? Yeah. He ain't special. So yeah, maybe, maybe that's what I'm good for. Maybe that is what you're good for. Anyway, it says this is where it gets a bit juicy. So I'm reaching out in hopes you can help surprise my fiance Josh for his birthday. Now there is a small caveat here. I'm going to hold my hands up. His birthday is October the 18th. Oh. So in reality, sent this email in early, which is a good shout, get it in early. So we should have really filed it away, come October time, announced it, given happy birthday. I can't promise we won't lose the email by then. It got, emails disappear it, very often. It was now or never. So Josh, uh, I won't say your surname, but Josh, happy birthday from me, but more importantly from Rick. I'm going to look down the camera. Go on. Lens. Josh, happy birthday, pal. Happy birthday, Josh. And your fiance. Yeah, and your fiance. And also, this is where it gets super juicy. Now, I've, I've added a bit of digging. I think they're from America, so this might not happen. <laughs> it won't happen. But as well, I would like to invite you to our wedding in the summer of 2024. Um, is it Vegas? It's going to be at a golf course. Why do you think they're from America? Um, because I did some stalking on Facebook. Okay. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> because the girl in question... She sounded hot. I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. She had quite a, a rare surname, so I wanted to just have a look if I could find them. Search for her, found them straight away. Her fiancé was called Josh, so I found them. And I got a picture of him. Good, good vibes. Oh, that's nice. Um, but yeah, they're in America. So that's unless so we fancy funny. a little... Imagine that going to, <laughs> into our wives. We need to put... I'm going to wait on holiday for a week. What do you mean? We're going to a wedding in America. Listen, we got an email. <laughs> the start of September. His birthday was in October, and we're going to his wedding in June. Well, that's it. But that's the, that's the kind of things this podcast does. While we're just doing it Imagine. freestyling now, people in America are engaged, getting <laughs> getting married and all getting that. Getting married, listen to this. Well, I, I've got an email, by the way. I've got an email. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah, I'm going to read. Um, I'm, I'm going to save it, though. It's a good one. Okay, save, save it. Save it for a bit later. Um, so, first up, we had um, Liv this weekend. You know what, though? Go on. I'm, actually, I'm not going to go first up, Liv. Okay. Okay. Wow. I'm going to go first up, Ollie Wilson. Yeah. I've mentioned a few weeks ago about getting upset watching golf <laughs> and, you know, what it means to people. Again, I found myself crying this weekend. And it wasn't about Dustin Johnson holding the eagle putt in the mm -hmm. playoff. But Ollie Wilson winning on the DP World Tour in, in uh, Denmark. Is it Denmark? No, yeah. it's not. Himmeland. Himmeland. Yeah. 
he's not win for not won for seven years. The emotion was just absolutely gushing out of him as he finished. His interview with um, George Harper was just phenomenal. Like I was lo- watching it going, ain't golf really, really, really hard? Like, absolutely. Like these guys are grueling. Now, if you are listening over in America, Ollie Wilson, you probably don't recognize the name, even though he actually played in the Ryder Cup yeah. years ago. He, he kind of shot to some level of stardom. And then kind of really dropped out of form. What and Ryder Cup did he play in? I feel like it was 2008. Oh, wow. Is that is that about right? Um, have a look. Ollie Wilson. I reckon I reckon it's about 2008 Ryder Cup. And out of nowhere... He was, you're right. Out of nowhere, he's come back. And he, he mentions in the speech about who's helped him. Um, he kind of mentioned his sponsors and stuff, but like... How many people need to be supportive and behind somebody who's struggling? Mm-hmm. Like, and it, it's crazy. Think about all his family members. He might have wife, you know, kids, coaches, family, friends, and like you might think being a tour pro is the best thing in the world. But if you're a struggling tour pro and like struggling to ends, you know, make ends meet to some degree to get that win. I mean, it's a bit like the story of Richard Bland, or you mm-hmm. know, the, a couple of years ago when he won the British Masters at the Belfry. You see it and you go. Wow, yeah. that that really hits me hard. And you think, God, that's so iconic and incredible. So I kind of wanted to start with that first. I've got to be honest, I didn't watch loads and loads of it. Um, I've not been watching a lot of golf recently. Even live, I'm going to come on to that in a minute. Yeah. But, um, I think the benefit now of social media is you don't have to watch a great deal of it live to know exactly what's gone on. Yeah. Like you can watch so many highlights or clips. And I, I've seen loads of Ollie's final round and how he went on to win and, and how he composed himself and how he hit some incredible shots down the stretch. Didn't hold a great deal. I get to see all that. But then his, his interviews, the chats after, like, looking through his social media and seeing yeah. what he's been saying. It's like, you do get a really good picture and you don't have to follow it live as much mm. anymore, which is the benefit of kind of social media these days. Yeah, I think that that's the thing. And, and what people love about, obviously, the PJ Tour and certainly the European Tour, DP World Tour is now is that people can have you know they can qualify they can get on tour they can they can win events and obviously with Liv you're invited on really aren't you so it's not quite the case just yet um and that's you know that it's a weird one because we've said this many a times but the world of professional golf in lots of ways seems super glamorous and it can be you know you like Dustin Johnson now playing on Liv tour getting private jets everywhere five-star hotels you know personal chefs etc personal trainers it must be literally living the dream but even guys on the DP World Tour who in your head you think are doing very well are actually kind of struggling. And it must be, you know, very intense to go from week to week missing cuts and, you know, not always staying in the nice hotels away from your family. So to win an event, not only would that financially massively help you out, but the win, that feeling of winning and also that feeling of, you know what, I can do it. And that's what happened to Richard Bland. Yeah. He went on just to, he's, he's so good now because I think that win gives people the confidence. But, that must be super rewarding. And I oh, think that's huge. something that, you know, no matter what happens in the future with, with Liv and with the DP world, etc., seeing people like that win is special, isn't it? It really is. Like, I, I feel like you think about what motivates him for those seven years. Yeah. What's got him out of bed every single day to beat balls, to practice, to put himself through it. I was just looking back at stats. His actual victory that he won in 2014 when he last won was the Alfred Dunhill Links, And he beat Tommy Fleetwood and Rory McIlroy wow. by one shot. Like he's obviously a great player, and that was that was a number of years even after he played in the Ryder Cup. Yeah. So like, really, 
you know, he's 41 now. He's just come out and won this. And who knows what it might lead on to. You know, you never know. I'm not sure what extra events he gets invited to, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, but again, going back to this idea, like there's so much talk about money in golf at the moment. I still love these little stories. I saw a clip as well. Did you see the clip of uh, Appy Barnrat? No, his interview. So Kiridek Appy Barnrat, again, I would say quite a familiar face on tour, DP World Tour, European Tour, and PJ Tour, probably about six, seven years ago, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. He's, he's a large and life character yeah. and really like long swing, quite fluid from Thailand. And he really openly in a corn ferry tournament, I don't think he's got PJ Tour status anymore. Um, he was open saying like, again, it's really difficult. Mm-hmm. He's the, one of the only Thai golf, golfers out there. And for 80, 90% of his, of his existence, he has to speak a language that's not is normal yeah. you know it's a 12-hour flight to go and see friends and family he says if i've played well i have no one to celebrate with he says even worse if i've played worse i'm just sat in a hotel room on my own like in my own thoughts like and, and again i don't think for one second that, that i'm sure people watching everyone's got hard lives like really tough jobs um, and it leads into the email that i'm going to read later on in, the, in this episode um but it, it, it's so like fascinating seeing all the things in golf and i just don't want these stories or these these kind of personalities to kind of get lost in it all you know as you, as you like to say you look at live and um and we can move on to that kind of topic now um dustin johnson won it he won in the playoff yeah like a phenomenal eagle put in the playoff to be honest like that put was absolutely was flying wasn't it i've yeah. never seen a put like it to win a tournament um but again I, I i don't know if you've got any different thoughts about it i wasn't massively drawn to watch loads of it yeah. I watched it when it got interesting, yeah. like the last four or five holes, because like Westwood was contending. I was interested to see what Cameron Smith would have done if he would have won. Um, it, when you actually look at that final hour, how Dustin Johnson won it, I'm not sure, because so many golfers gave it away. Yeah. Or, or like Dustin Johnson to make that up and down in the 18th hole in his actual regulation play when he pulled it left and chipped it backwards and got up and down. You had um, uh, Joachim Neiman nearly chipping for Eagle to win the whole thing. Like... Lee Westwood was on track for a 59. Yeah. Like, he could have easily shot 59. He goes, bogeys the last two to miss the playoff by one. Like, there was actually a lot of action happening in the last hour. I didn't need to watch the two and a half days yeah. beforehand. I've obviously I've had this discussion, you know, several times now, and I kind of got accused of being on the fence, and I kind of thought, right, let's make my, my mind up on where I sit with it. I'm really, really not into it. Not struggling with the actual. I'm really, yeah, and again, this not, doesn't. I'm, I'm prepared to get people to obviously have an opinion on, on my opinion, and in the comments in the video, maybe say, "Oh, you're talking rubbish, whatever." That that's fine. Everyone's got opinions on stuff, but I'm at the point now where I'm really, I'm not necessarily against it in a sense of I want that to end, I want it to be shut down, and whatever. It's not that. I was really excited to be excited for it, if that makes sense. And as I said before, still even now, I do kind of enjoy the rumoured signings, then when they get unveiled and seeing how people take it online and like almost I can't believe when like Cameron yeah. Smith's gone. I love all that side of things. A bit like how you have transfers in football. Yeah. You get excited for a new player to come or whatever. Like when, when a player joins your football team, they'll put it all over the social media. It's class. And like you suddenly get this buzz. You're like, oh, he's the player that's going to transform it for us. Yeah. Like, he's going to be the next superstar in our and, team. And that's, it's, it's different, but yeah, it's similar. Like in, in Live Golf, it's more about like, I can't believe that like I, I was so... <laughs> I was surprised and I wasn't surprised that Cameron Smith went. It was, it was frustrating when we recorded. I know, we did the podcast, the podcast last, last week and it was announced an hour later or something. But I was kind of surprised in as much... No, I, I was... I don't know the word surprised, but it's the fact that he is genuinely a super competitor right now. So the fact that they got him is, a, is, is huge. 
But I tried at the weekend to watch it a few times. And again, people's comments might be, well, if you didn't even watch it properly, you can't really have an opinion. But my opinion comes from the fact I tried a few times to watch it. It's live on YouTube. I love that. I've said that since day one. I love it. You can put it on, bang, it comes up. You can pause it. adverts. You can rewind, whatever. I love that. I put it on and I was just like, I'm just not, I don't know what it is. It's just, I'm not into it at all. Like the it fir- is definitely missing this kind of magic sprinkle at the moment. The team element to me still means nothing. And maybe when it changes in a few years or whatever, and they become more franchised out, possibly. The t- you know, so it's hard when you support a football team, that team has been around in most cases for 100 plus years. So it's got a real history. And the PJ Tour has been around for years. It's got a history. So It outlives the players by exactly. a long stretch. The, the Open has got a real history. So it's very hard to understand how something that's so new can have that feeling. But I, I, I just I just don't get it yet. I just I put it on. Didn't really enjoy it. Didn't watch very long. I watched some of the highlights. I saw, obviously, the playoff win. I saw that crazy put go in. But for me, I'm really, I'm, I'm definitely not enjoying it as much as I wanted to. And I'm open to, and this isn't me with some agenda that I don't want to be, don't want to like it. I want to like it. And ultimately, I don't think golf is the most exciting sport to watch, period. And that upsets me because I'm a golf fan. I'm a golfer. I want other people to see my sport as cool and exciting and want to participate in it. So I want anything that golf can do to become more watchable, I'm, I'm for. I've always said I struggled to watch a lot of four-day golf tournaments bar the majors because they don't always excite me. I thought Live with its new packaged format, its shorter format, this shotgun start was going to be the thing that would get me excited. It doesn't. The thing is, it's short, but it's still not short. Yeah. It's it's more condensed, but still five hours mm. of, of coverage. Like, I was looking at, like, obviously, I've got a family. I'm... I'm I don't I personally it sounds very selfish from my own point. I'd rather it be on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. I feel like I would watch a lot more of it if it was on those three days. As soon as it starts leaking into the weekend, which obviously most people would probably have more chance to watch it. I've got a young family. I want to go out. I, you know, I want to go and spend we were at the park at the weekend, we went on bike rides, I'm taking them to classes, I'm doing loads of things with them, we're socializing with friends on Saturday night. The thing I'm not doing is wanting to pick up my phone and watch live for five yeah. hours. I like watching highlights, but to be honest, I would say, I'm not just saying now for Liv, almost, I don't know if almost too much of professional golf is making me want to watch less professional golf Mm. because I feel like now there's not just one event you want to watch. You have to watch. You've got to watch the PGA Tour, a bit of the DP World Tour. You want to watch maybe the the Corn Ferry playoffs that are happening at the moment. You want to watch Liv. You want to watch the Ladies Tour. Like, there's almost too much. And I feel like, unfortunately now, as much as people haven't got time to watch everything, I don't know how people genuinely in the golf media get a chance to sit and watch every minute of every day. you can't, can you? I find that phenomenal. I I keep thinking that when, like, so when obviously DJ signed, I was like, oh, my days. When uh, Brooks Kepka signed, I was like, all right, okay. Cameron Smith signed. I kept thinking, this is the catalyst to make it exciting and to make me actually want to be part of it and want to watch it. And actually, every time, it's just, it just doesn't do it for me at all yet. And yeah. I, I'm happy to have my mind changed. I might be sat here in a year's time going, you know what? It's absolutely class and I'm well up for it. But right now, but I, I also know, and this is why I said in before, j- jokingly, people in the comments may have something to say. And, and actually, I want to hear people's comments, good or bad, if you love it or if you hate it in the comments. Definitely more people are enjoying it now. So they're Way definitely more. doing a lot more right. You know, Way when it more. first came out, it felt like, I know social media, you take with a pinch of salt. It felt like... 80% of people were against it, 20 were for it. Now it feels much more level. And if anything, what you see on social media is leaning more towards the positive. Yeah. People are excited getting behind the teams and stuff like that. Yeah, I remember doing those polls before it started yeah. in London. 
I, I might do the polls again yeah. and actually see what people's opinion are because I think a lot of people were, it was almost 30% was completely against it. 30% were undecided and 30% of people loved it. I do think now maybe it's got more 60, 70% like it. Yeah. Like it surprises me. The crowds. Yeah. They've got crowds there. Like I'm taking, I took screenshots of watching it yesterday on YouTube and like around the 18th hole, that's, that's a busy crowd. Um, it's is hard. it still free tickets though or heavily discounted? I think it's heavily discounted. Certainly if you put the player's name in in 25, yeah, yeah, you, get well, 20, you, you get a discount yeah. off. Um, I know a lot of the, the players are saying it's a younger audience. I don't know if they've got any actual... feel it. I don't know if they've got any f- evidence on that because I'm, I was also looking at the... the um, watching it yesterday and going doesn't look that different of an audience compared to a pga tour event personally and you know nothing's going to maybe rival with let's say a scottsdale at the moment because that seems like a really really you know the waste management that seems like a really young uh, audience but um yeah i, I don't know what the the, the the team element i think is going to get better it's very interesting watching someone like a pat perez yeah like he has done hardly anything i think he's gone 30th 30th, making some money. 15th, he's made 2.6 million. It's insane. Just being on the team. I element. could do that. <laughs> um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see when the next wave of players is the next wave, maybe going to be next year. But you know what's crazy? You're right, there's going to be a next wave of players and it's only going to get stronger. But equally, we know there's players on the PJ Tour like Rory who can never see leaving. And there's also always going to be new talent coming through the PJ Tour. So it is going to be a point in the next year, well, even now, really, but next year or two. Well, there's two tours that are very, very strong. How how does even that work? Yeah. How do you have two almost pinnacle? Like, because we all know the DP World sits below the PGA Tours. So that's kind of accepted, I suppose. H- how do you have two tours who are rivaling out to be the best golf tour? And there will be weeks when they do obviously have events on and they're both battling for people to watch. H- how do people that yeah. people have to decide to prefer one or the other? Do you just watch whatever's on at the time, or you look at the lineup now, the 48 players though, and it is getting really it good. Is? Like the the talent that. The characters, you, at most of those 48 players now, I really know. Like I, I would know probably 40 of them. There's still a few in there that I'm like, I'm not really sure who you are. You can look at the PGA Tour or the DP World Tour, and, and I don't know, again, whether they don't do a good enough job highlighting these players. There's a handful, well, not a handful, but there's probably 25%, 30% of the players I actually really know. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like that you've kind of grown up with yeah. the last 10 years or so. Um I think this week's going to be very, very, very interesting. DP World Tour flagship event mm. at the BMW Wentworth. Yeah, their absolute flagship event. And am I mistaken in saying there's about twenty? Is it, how many players are playing? I in it? thought it was fourteen, but right. don't quote me on that. Fourteen players, something in that region. Um, who has just pulled out? I want to say uh, Paul Casey, but who's just pulled out of Poulter, not playing? It? No, it's not Poulter. Um, that's going to annoy remember. me now. Somebody's just pulled out of playing in it who is a live player because they, they said, if we don't feel welcome, I don't want to be Was there. it Martin Keimer? It was. Yeah. Martin Keimer's pulled out. Um, I'm fast. I'm not, well, I'm not going this week and um, be in, really interested because none of the live players are, are being invited or asked to or allowed to participate in the program. Or featured groups, I believe, on Sky. Or featured groups. Unless in the oh final group. This is crazy, isn't it? Yeah, what it happens is. if a live player wins? Wow. Is Patrick Reed playing? I'm not sure. I'm not looking at the list yet. I know Patrick Reed is not. I'm going to have a look quick now because I know Patrick Reed is very much um, a fan of the BMW PJ Wentworth, um, and he obviously is very, very much uh, live hat 
Live T-shirt, live yeah. top. Like, imagine imagine him lifting the trophy. I'll tell you what I do like about Liv, though. You can wear shorts. You can. I think that's cool. Why it's should golf... It? Yeah, I think... I think you see it a lot when, you know, if I play golf and it's really hot, I might sometimes wear shorts. Um, if, I think, I don't think it should have ever been a barrier. No, it's like in the, in the pro-ams and stuff, you often, or practice days, you might see players wearing shorts occasionally. It's like, it's just a simple thing, but it's one of those simple things that I think Liv can use as like an easy win. It, it, I think things like that make you realise that some of the traditions in golf, some people respect them, some of them, some of them make sense, but other things like you can only wear trousers. Well, shorts can look really smart. Um, so I think things are they're kind of capitalising on, aren't they? They're taking the and, and ride like taking it and, and riding with it. Like how um, how interesting as well will it be? Like the players between each other this week. Like I wonder what the rivals are going to be like because you got like players like Rory McIlroy playing in it. Yeah. Like I just I just think it's going to be oh it's crazy massive fight. Live versus DP World Tour. The other thing as well with Live bringing in shorts, it means they've done it first. PJ Tour now can never bring in shorts. No, it's just copying. Can they? Like, it's almost like they just can't do it. Um, I, I, want, I just want to see if Patrick Reed's playing. I'm pretty sure he is. Because I feel like him and Rory, 18th hole. Yeah, he is. Anyway, crazy, crazy, crazy times. Um, I'm not sure where I'm at with it just yet. Um, I know for one thing, though, for a playing position, I don't think I'll be getting invited to any tour anytime soon. Why? I feel like my game's gone backwards, Guy. Well, when did Doss play? Three weeks ago. But that's why. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. (laughs) I've been analyzing (laughs) my game. Um, I think what's really interesting at the moment is last time I probably played well, I'd, I'd say what bit of it as well. I'm watching a lot of the the matches I've had with the good good lads, which I know was filmed a number of weeks ago now, six or seven weeks ago. Um, I felt like my confidence was definitely trending. Do you think I need to put a lot more work into my game? 
Um, do, you I, do, you think I, do you think I need to bother? Or should I just carry on chilling I'm laughing because I'm writing titled. People that are watching this podcast and listening will already know what the title is. I've just started writing Rick's Golf in Decline. That might be the title. <laughs> Rick's Golf Game Gone Rubbish. Um, I think with golf, we have to have realistic expectations, don't we? And I think sometimes we can almost undervalue practice. And what I mean by that is we all know that practicing helps you get better at golf or it should do. And same with kind of exercising. If you start doing a few runs each week, you're going to get a little bit fitter. And I think when you're sometimes doing that, you don't give yourself credit for what you're doing. So what I mean by that is if you were doing like two 5K runs a week, which doesn't seem anything massive or whatever, you don't think you're doing a great deal, but actually it's good for you. Yeah. And then when you then stop six weeks later down the line, you go, oh my God, I can't even run 5K. And you didn't give yourself credit what you were doing initially. And what I'm trying to get to in a, in a long-winded way, I suppose, is that you, before your holiday and stuff, were playing quite a bit of golf. We were playing quite a yeah, you know, yeah. on video. You were hitting balls with nips the range, etc you were doing a decent amount. If you've now then kind of not done so much recently, you are probably going to see a decrease in performance. So I if mean, we go and play tomorrow, which might be the case, you have to have realistic expectations. You always go out with this video series trying to break 75. Yeah. But in reality, I know you can't change exactly that, that is the franchise, but maybe tomorrow it should almost be like more break 78 and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, it's very interesting, isn't it? When you, when you have a bit of time away from the game, and, and you're right, tomorrow I might go one way or another. Yeah. Like I might play really well, I might play horrendous, but because uh, I've not played, I've got no expectations. But I just feel like my game was really trending a few weeks off. I feel like, oh God, all that hard work's kind of gone to gone to shatters, maybe. <laughs> um I'm intrigued to know if well whether, you know, I always think about it too late. I always feel like I need to practice in February. Yeah. Ready for the new season. I almost feel like I can could catch it early and, and go right. Winter, I know it's horrible to say, but the the darker nights are starting to come in. Winter starting to come in. Is it now? Is it now the time to go right? Let's let's have a look at the golf game. It's September now and go ready for next year. Yeah, I think as well though. And this is people listening to this who are late or watching this. It's how bothered you actually are. So it's a bit different for you because you're making videos online. But for the average person that's playing golf as a hobby, playing on a weekend, maybe playing once after after work in the week during the summer, whatever, it might nip to the range once a week, and it's a bit of social as well. We all want to play better golf, don't we? Nobody enjoys playing bad golf. I think you'd be a psychopath if you did. We all want to play either well or ideally really well. But then on the flip side, it's like how much effort do you want to yep. put in? And even then, it's like, well, it doesn't always guarantee. It doesn't actually mean that the more practice you do in theory should get better. But we know it's not always the case. No. So if, if, for example, again, on a Saturday is when you play your golf, you work all week, you've got a family, Saturday's your day to go and play golf. And you've been the range Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and put a lot of graft in. And then Saturday comes and you shoot a million. It almost annoys you more. Yeah. Whereas if you work through the week, don't really do a great deal, turn up Saturday and shoot a million, you go, oh, well, what do I expect? They don't. And, and that's not me saying you shouldn't practice, obviously. I think it's just about having, you know, realistic expectations. And also, how much does it actually matter to you? How much does playing golf, getting the exercise, just enjoying being with your friends matter versus actually having great scores? Definitely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Because so many people play golf for different reasons. Yeah. Like, I'll speak to loads of pals of mine and, and like, uh, Abattoir J. Yeah, Abattoir J. He he's on a heater at the moment. Is he? And the best golf of his life. Like I think he's won back to back tournaments. But only a few <laughs> weeks ago, he's telling me like I, I keep blowing it up on like the seventeenth or eighteenth hole, and it's frustrating me. And this and other. And suddenly, suddenly, you take one win, and he, he's continued mm. to play well. And now he's really going to try and push onto his handicap. I almost, I almost would love to be in that position a little bit more sometimes. like Have an actual handicap yeah. and a measuring stick almost. I feel like that's something that I miss. 
I don't know whether I missed the competition side of it a little yeah. bit as well. I do agree with you, and I sometimes do you think ever miss the competition. Yeah, I do. Side I used of it. to going growing up. I played comps almost every week, and the romantic side we misses it being a, being obviously a really kind of hardcore member, going up for all the comps, practicing quite a lot. But actually, when you think about it in reality, when you do play well and you win a comp or do very well, it is a great feeling. But actually, in reality, more times you play badly. Disappointed. You blow up towards the end. Yeah, you got course. a bounce on the 18th. You get in the car. And you're like, oh my God, I was on 36, 34 points and I went triple on the last or whatever, whatever it might be. And your wife's like, I know, I've heard the story yeah. every week. And it's like, actually, in reality, do you miss it? Like, I, my perfect now is to go and play a nice golf course and play for what I class as being decent. So, like, ideally, not losing the ball, which is a tough ask. Hitting the ball quite nicely. I don't even care about score that much. It's more about kind of playing, hitting nice shots, really. Mm. Um, I do think when you become super score obsessed, which you do if, if you're playing comps, you are going to become obsessed with your score. It is very easy to fall out of love with it. And that's why so many people quit golf, because they just can't beat a certain score, yeah. or it annoys them. And you think about it, it's a shame, because golf is one of the best sports. Being out in the open fresh air, you're exercising, you're with friends, you're having fun or whatever. The reason people quit is that they get annoyed they can't play well. And actually, if you could try and take that away somehow, which is very hard, less people would quit. I think the one thing that I might start to look to do a little bit more, um, and it really ties into a video idea we've had earlier today, is almost look a little bit more about, when I go and play golf now, obviously I'm making a product, I'm making a video, which is, Mm -hmm. is fun, exciting, cool. But at the end of it, the only thing I ever walk away with that day is the score. Yeah. I don't really walk, I think, oh, did I hit it well? I hit it pretty well today or whatever. Where almost if I had more smaller aspects to break down, mm. like my score was that today, okay. However, I've just set a new PB for um, puts on the back nine. <laughs> sausage rolls eaten. <laughs> and six sausage rolls in the front nine. Well then, Rick. <laughs> like fairways hit, like greens in regulation, sand saves. That's not you though, that is it. I don't know. I, I don't think it, might think be, it is. Okay, yeah. I'm intrigued to see. Might be a new side of me. I feel like... I'm you woke up to me. What did you shoot, Rick? 85. Oh, yeah, but I hit 17 fairways. Don't give a toss. You shot 85. No one cares. I feel, you know, as well, I've become a real plastic fan again. I've got dead oh, into football Christ's again. Sake. Here like, we go. Literally. Because you've won three games in the Four spin. Four games, thank you. Two at home, two away. Um, I feel like when I look at the stats sometimes after a game, they fascinate me. Possession like, and touches in the opposition. Yeah. Final third or whatever. Like they were saying about Arsenal yesterday, oh, they had so many more touches, they had so many more opportunities. And I was like, the score matters. But I know, it, yeah. That goes against what you're saying. But as in like, they can take positives away from a bad result. Yeah. They they could look at yesterday's result and go, we didn't score, we made a few bad decisions or whatever. But, okay, then on the flip side, let's just say you play and you shoot 80, not happy with it but you've hit 14 fairways, driven it amazing, and your pitching's been terrible, which has caused you to put more whatever. You could walk away and go, well, my driving was good. But would that not make you then go, oh my God, I drove it so well, I still couldn't break 80. Yeah, but I think it would give me at least... You know, to practice on maybe more. Yeah, yeah. it would give me a bit of guidance. Okay. And then, and then I don't like practicing, really, unless I feel like it's to practice on something that I'm, mm. I can improve on. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So maybe. Don't like hitting balls aimlessly. Yeah, I, I don't like think anyone now. should do it. Really. I'm, I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> top tracer. So, so. Yeah, but that's not aimlessly. Well, that's true. The top tracer, I don't even mention this before. Uh, there's a new game mode, top tracer 30, and it is absolutely unreal because 
I'm a victim of always saying that I go to drive range, hit it well, but then get to the course and don't. And I still think that's somewhat the case. And I think a lot of people can resonate with that because obviously on the driving range, there's no pressure. You know, you're hitting into a field, you, you feel kind of confident, whatever. There's no consequence. And then you get to the golf course, and there's that bounce down the right, there's a water hazard down the left, there's people watching you that you've let, they're letting you play through, whatever, and yeah. suddenly you start topping it and shanking it. So I think everyone gets that. But also, I think what a lot of people do wrong, and I'm the biggest culprit of this, is I judge practice session and performance on strike a lot of the time. So I often have to range, it's not the best practice method this, but I'll warm up with a, like a wedge, 58 degree, hit a few chips, etc., then a few more full swings almost jump straight to my seven eye and hit that for a while and it's driver again don't recommend following that but that's what i seem to do and so often i'll hit my seven irons and be like i flushed it today because i've struck it well yeah. now the first thing we know that driving range mats are much more forgiving than the golf course you can't fat it really on a driving range mat because it bounces off and gives you a nice strike so you're going to strike it better but also when you're hitting it you don't really massively aim at a target you should do but you just kind of go oh that was hit well and you see it float off and i think the other thing as well even if you are aiming for a target certainly on a driving range you, you sometimes don't understand the proximity away exactly it was from that flag short long left right that's that's true and then so top tracer 30 it essentially gives you 30 golf shots of different kind of distances so some are driver some are pitches some are full irons in etc and you put in your handicap at the start so for me i put in four and the objective after these 30 shots, it gives you a handicap that obviously you want to try and play to. The first time I ever did it, I actually got four and I was hitting it class. Every time since then, I've been quite a lot over my handicap. And, and the reason is I'm not hitting it close enough, basically. All my drives aren't in good enough position. You're a really good putter. Great putter, <laughs> but you can't do that annoyingly. Um, but what it does show you is sometimes you might have a 180, like, no, 170-yard shot, let's say, which for me is normally a nicely hit 7-9 wind depending or lack of wind ideally. I'll hit one, strike-wise, I'd go, that's a good strike. But actually, then when you look at the top race of screen and you see it, it might be heading as a little pull left of the green and it lands and goes what would be in like a pretend bunker. So obviously in real golf, that's a bad place to be. Yeah. It could be plugged, it could, yeah. you might not get up and down. If I wasn't doing that with the screen, I would go, that was quite a good strike, a bit pull, but great strike. So actually, I think a lot of us need to practice with more intense. So yeah. like you said, not just whacking balls, but having some small goal. And Correct. even as simple, if your range isn't, is, hasn't got top tracer or anything else, even just hitting... Find a top tracer range. Find a top tracer range. Or hit like five drivers between flag A and flag B and yeah. really use it as a fairway. And if you make sure, you almost have a bet with them or yeah. it can be for nothing or Pro V1 or something stupid. And I think when you have a little bit more pressure as well, 100%. it does make it so much more realistic. And make sure it's only five shots. Yeah. And, and I, you know, take a little journal with your, make notes in your phone and, and make a note, today's date, I managed to get three out of five through that goalpost. Yeah. I'm going to try and beat that next time I come, just so it makes your heart Well, it does because next more. time, when you've already got three out and you've got your last go and you think, oh my God, this is to get my new record, your knees get a bit yeah. shaky, etc. Like it, it would do on the golf course. Exactly if the same. If you've got a good score coming down 17 or yeah. 18. Got some questions. We have. We're going to fire through some. Can we say where the questions are first off, though? A little bit of a plug. They're on the fantastic podcast group. So if you've got Facebook, go on the search bar, type in the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast, and you'll find the group. 80,000 strong almost. Join it. Uh, when you join it, you become part of Rick's extended family. Extended. So you get you don't get Christmas invited. cards. Yeah, it's not things like his kids' Christmas and things like that. It's more like um, he's having a bit of a party because you've... What, what would you have a party for? Um, I have... You broke 80, so you I got to... Broke 80. Yeah. And we have those occasionally. Yeah, and, occasionally. and also as well, we do kind of have um, a made-up golf club. Now, we know it's been the clubhouse. You have to listen to all the podcast episodes. That's a fact. So if you've not done it in the clubhouse, get away. But I suppose if you've 
part of the Facebook group, you could almost be kind of like lingering around outside, like kind of, you know, kind of looking in and kind of getting a feel for the vibe. So you're almost like an equ- like a guest, a member's guest. Correct. I like that. You, you, you have to sign you in at the door. Yeah. We, the, the staff just make you a little, little bit uncomfortable. They do. They, they know you're a guest and they just want to make sure that you know you're a guest. And they're not offensive. You couldn't complain about them, but they're quite like stern with the yeah. word. Like, yeah. So for example, if you're a member and you come to the bar and I'm the barman, I say, hi, Mr. Shields. Um, is it the usual for you today? And you go, yes, yeah, Thank Guinness, you. please. You, you get the logo on top. If you're a member's guest, I just go, what are you having? You couldn't complain about that service, could you? No. It's not great. No, it's just it's just a bit frosty. Yes, frosty is the word. Thank you. Paul Williams has asked. <laughs> Paul Williams. Is Rick planning on extending his Scotty Cameron collection? I think I've got three. I'd like to get four. And then my collection is done. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. There you go. Uh, Lewis Parks has Peter Finch golf replied about the golf bit of challenge. He has. We are chatting about when that might take place. Jalamba. Watch, watch this space. Uh, Trevor Himes. What is it about golf that takes keeps us all coming back? For me, it's the difficulty and how good it feels to progress and get better. Isn't um, it really? Yeah, what it keeps is. Us coming back. It's almost. We've invested too much time. It is. <laughs> it, it, you know what? So something is chasing that high. It is. It, it, everyone, even if you're brand new to golf, you've hit a good shot and you've experienced that little bit of thrill, that bit of endorphin, that serotonin. It's chasing that, isn't it? It really is. And that's one thing, going back to what you said before, about having a scorecard. You can't beat that. Having a scorecard in your hand and shooting a good score, it's really nice. Because that, that is... As much as I love playing different styles of golf, I really do. I love match play. I love things like Stableford, uh, team games, everything else. Like actually having a scorecard and playing stroke play and playing well, there's not much. It's of like a the real feeling. game in yeah, it. Yeah, it is. Um, Can I ask you one? Go for it. For Mar- I'm going to do it as well. Marcus Monaghan would love to get a full rundown on the good, good lads. What you guys thought of each of their games and what you think the handicaps would be and what surprised you. So should Oof. we start with Garrett? I'm not going to give away his match with you yet, but Garrett... His skill reminded me of a young Ricky Shields. <laughs> he was fearless. He was very good. Long hitter. Very, very long. Good round Short of greens. Short game was just ridiculous. Now, might not show up in some of the matches that we had or videos that we made, but we'd spent quite a bit of time like around the chipping greens yeah, and stuff yeah. at JCB. Very talented. He just had every single shot. And yeah. there, was, there was a couple of times where you think he's not going to get up and down, and he did. Yeah. Um, I would say he, um, Grant, I, I would say Micah are plus handicappers. Yeah, I'd say Garrett has a good one in him, a good round. Yeah, he'll sometimes not particularly play well, but he might not shoot. He'll probably never shoot a million. Yeah, like he'll have a bit of a bad round, which will be seven or eight over. But I can't imagine him having a real bad one. Yeah. I reckon he's got the capability of shooting three or four under. Yeah, he probably. But someone will come back and say, "Well, you shot seven under one yeah, time," yeah. but he has got the ability to do that. Grant, the most consistent yeah, golfer, he's going to shoot around par, and he he's going to shoot. Five under to three over every round of golf yeah. that he plays. Isn't he? Nice swing. Yeah, doesn't it? Might, well, he's not short by any stretch, but for those guys, he's short. For your average golfer, he's long. Yeah. Micah probably got the best all-round game. Yeah, he's long. Very, very, very long. long. Like some sh- I mean, that one, did you watch the um, the one that Scott McTominay played with yeah. us again? Did I was you- there, yeah. I know, but did you- have you seen the video again? I watched some of it, not loads. He's driving at 18. Yeah, it was ridiculous. I know you were there in real life, but like yeah, that ridiculous. drive was just. Yeah. And he's not big. He's not tall. He's obviously strong. Um, I think someone like Micah has got the ability to shoot nine under. Yeah, Ante. Yeah, and he probably at worst he might shoot five over. 
Yeah, and then the other three guys who aren't quite as serious, they're almost the ones that surprised me most because I expected the first three you just mentioned to be good at golf. They are, they're very good golfers. But like Bobby and Stephen um, and Matt, the kind of, Matt's a bit more serious. He's probably like a mid-single-figure mid handicapper, yeah. I guess. But Bobby and Stephen kind of claim they're off like 12 or whatever, very casual, but they're so athletic. And they, they actually have probably got a 12, 15, 20 over in the locker. But equally, they could get close to par. Long hitters, lots of speed, and can get it around. Yeah. So, so they were the ones that surprised me the most. Bobby but, was really long. Yeah. Like really, really long. Yeah, three wood that was ridiculous. Oh, scary. And like I say, he's probably not going to shoot five or six under par, it, but I would put him as a, I'd probably put him as a five handicapper, Bubby. Is that yeah, too low? Uh, well, it's very, again, it's well, you think, on a good day. Uh, yeah, I think that's a difficult thing with handicap because if you're going off someone on a good day, then he would be. But equally, if you're doing a proper season of 20 cards, you might vary a bit, but he's a good player. I would say Matt guy. probably plays off about, he's probably slightly better than Bubby. Only, well, yeah, he is better. Probably off a three or four handicap. And then, but then Stephen can play well, yeah. can he? He's probably off five as well. Yeah, the good golfers. Mark Williams has said, I've had a hold in one on virtual golf at my local top tracer range. Do you consider virtual hole in ones as genuine? I don't personally, but that doesn't stop me telling people about it. No, no, no not at all, no, unfortunately. Not as we've said many a times, bit. if you've had a hole in one and you feel like it's got some level of asterisks next to it, I think that tells you what you need to know. Unless Derek. Unless Derek, yeah. Derek. He that his holding one is legit. Yes, it is. We actually had another email in today about someone that's done that. I, I can't. I've not got it up to hand. It was actually quite sad. It was someone saying that they'd done the same thing. They'd been on a short par four, and the person behind them had greened it. They put it in the hole, right? And they cheered as if it's gone in. The guy comes up and he's celebrating. They don't tell him. They don't know why. They just don't tell him. They then find out that earlier that month, his dad had a hole in one on the same par four. But in between that time and when they've just faked this man's, this lad's, his dad passed away suddenly. And it was in the local paper. So they've never dared tell him. So hopefully that guy don't listen to that. <laughs> I just realised that. It's quite an acute story. Yeah. But they've emailed it. Well, they've emailed it. It's their fault. But anyway. It's um, quite, oh wow. I yeah. think there's been a lot of fake holding ones. I think it's something that people do more often than not. I think, is when someone going to do it to me? Do it to me more. <laughs> um, Connor McCafty has said, if range balls don't perform as well as a regular stock golf balls, how can you determine your yardage accurately? I asked this because about two yards long on the first green at my local... Uh, yeah, because basically there's a hole at his golf club where even just two yards long can actually be out of bounds. Um, so short, and short question, how do you work out your distances if range balls aren't as good? I believe there is settings on launch monitors that have range ball options, isn't there? Yeah, don't is it top tracer ranges? The only problem, range balls, there isn't just one category. Yeah, that can be determined. Even the actual balls themselves, if the newer ones or older ones. Yeah, it's, it's very very difficult. Like the 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 one piece golf balls that feel quite squishy, and when you do keepy uppies, they sound like you know sponges. Yeah. They're the shortest golf balls. Like some driving ranges actually have balls that travel only a certain percentage of the flight because of, of outdoor factors like houses nearby or roads and things like that. Um, it's, it's a tricky one. It definitely is. You'd like to think that um, if a ball at a driving range is percentage shorter, then all of the markers on the driving range also accommodate for that, you'd like to think. But realistically, and hopefully not for a great deal of price, if you can go and find a PGA Pro who has maybe an indoor simulator with a launch monitor, certainly something like a GC Quad, that, in my opinion, is the most perfect way you can work out your distances. I know it's not ideal, ideal, but it's uh, it's much better than having 
ill-fitted numbers if a driving range ball You know one thing I find as well, though, and this, you know, a lot of golfers, they might even know roughly the distance. I mean, most people think they fit, hit it further than they do. I think we're, we're all probably they do that. I guess I do as well. Um, but a lot of people, even if they went for that, what you're saying, which I would massively recommend, an indoor or outdoor whatever gapping session where the, the pro tells you, your 9-9 average goes 135, da-da-da, and you get it written down. That's one thing, and that's going to massively help you. But I think so many people then still don't get on the golf course and take into consideration conditions, lies, heat, etc. There's so many factors that can affect. So you could yeah. say, I know my 9-9 goes 135, and I've got 135, so I'm going to hit it. Makes sense, doesn't it? But if you've then found that it's a little bit uphill or slight breeze into, or it's quite a cold day, or it's your first shot of the day, or whatever it might be, there's still a lot of things to take into account. So I think it's more than just knowing your distance, isn't it? And that's where you get into this. And also as well, how often do we hit it perfect? Very rarely. So, so it's rare. quite, it is very, very tough. You can have all those things on your side and still miss hit it. Paul Appleby, but why did Rick not attend my club invitational after I extended him an invite? Sorry to break to you, Paul. I don't like you. Yeah. I just don't was like it Appleby, you, did you say? Yeah, do you know him? Yeah. Appers. Appers. Yeah, sorry, mate. Yeah. yeah I just, I just, just don't that Rick like doesn't you. like you. So sorry. if anybody else in the world had asked Rick to go and play, would have gone. I'd have flown around the world. But it's because it was Appers. Um, um, I saw a good one then, actually. It was from, who's it from? Um, Mike Swiffen. Swiffers. Yeah, Swifts. <laughs> Swift arse. Do you want to a Swift arse after golf? Um, following the brilliant pod with Mr. Hammond. Uh, thank you. Outside of the world of golf, who are the top three people you both had to get onto the podcast and why? So non-golfers on a golf podcast. I think the caveat there has to be, though, they must have some level yeah. of interest. Because if you got, I don't know who else, somebody that's just famous. Boris like, Johnson. I was going, that's really bizarre. I was I thinking know. Boris Johnson. Yeah. That was really weird why you said that. I thought we've mentioned him a couple of times recently. Yeah. Although, I've told you the Boris Johnson story, haven't I? He's used my golf clubs. I've told you that before. In London. Yes, yeah. he did. Um, Tower Bridge. Before he was a Prime Minister. Bridge. Yeah. Um, who would you say? Will Smith. Yeah. He might slap you, though. I feel like, and again, people might disagree, I feel like his his whole career was tarnished too much, too easily. Because of that? Yeah. Yeah. What a mistake. Yeah. I off. think slapping someone on the world's biggest stage, quite literally the world's biggest stage. <laughs> I know, but still. Anyway, um, so Will... Will Will Smith. Um, I would like on the podcast Michael Jordan. Oh, wow, yeah. He'd be pretty sick, wouldn't he? Yeah. I'd like to come play his golf course. Yeah. I feel like Michael Jordan practicing at the Grove, you know, hitting some balls, thinking about who's going to take off, who's going to take 100 grand off today. I reckon he's got headphones in listening to this podcast. Mm. Do you reckon? No. no. Um, and then the third I would go for is um, probably Beyonce. Why? She's got, she's got a loose golf interest. I feel like she definitely would be interested in golf. Okay. Just putting that out there. Yeah, I don't know who mine will be. I think that's the exciting thing with the podcast. We kind of never know who the next guests are going to be, where they're going to come from, what the vibe's going to be. I definitely think... The Hammond one, though, has shown us that there is definitely scope for non-golf people mm. on, as long as there's some kind of level of golf interest. Yeah. We've well, done them before as well, like Robbie. Well, he was a MKBHD. golfer, though. Yeah, that's true. They were golfers, I suppose. I think Richard was, was the newest and least. of. Like, he'd never been on the golf course, had he? No. Until you give him a few tips. That that's funny. also a good shout, actually, this week. Um, in fact, I think it might even be the today, listen to this, or maybe Thursday. I think it's Wednesday. When, one of these days, anyway. On Richard Hammond's YouTube channel, so Drive Tribe it's called, there's going to be the video of him 
in some stupid car that's ridiculously fast going down a track twice whilst Rick plays a golf hole and runs. It's literally like a Top Gear production. It's like a to- It literally is a Top Gear level production or Grand Tour as it is now for them guys. It's, it's amazing. It's a great... We've seen the video. It's unbelievable. Won't give it away, but it's class. And um, I think you'll enjoy it if you watch it. So if you do go and watch it, leave a comment and say, came here from the podcast or whatever it might be. It'd be cool. You can like some of their comments. Um, I want to finish on this note Okay. today. This is the email that I've had. And it's, it's been in my inbox for a couple of weeks and I, I was on holiday actually and I read it at the time and it really... It kind of really hit me, to be honest with you. The um, description is... Dear Rick Shields, you have changed my life. Okay? So it got me. Uh, it's from Thomas. Uh, I won't say his surname. He didn't say he wants to be anonymous, but that's fine. Uh, I just wanted to take time to let you know you were, you and your channels have changed my life. January this year, I attempted to take my life. Wow. And like many others, especially males, I've suffered from mental health since my teens. That day, I'd lost, I lost my second job during the pandemic. I was waiting the results of a potential health scare. And it was enough to tip me over the edge. And long story short, this is where I discovered a handful of YouTube golf channels. Like, luckily, it, it somebody found him when he did try and take his life. He got rushed into A&E, and he obviously managed to get through it. Um, I have dabbed in golf in the past, but during my teens at school, my early 20s, but I hadn't played around in 13 years. Um, I was encouraged by my GP to take up a ho- hobby. And um, basically, we've all heard, he's saying, that golf now is his life. Like wow. he watches loads of YouTube channels. He watches mine, Peter Finch's, Danny Maud's, Eric from Random Golf Club. Um, he just wants to send a massive thank you to you and me. Um, he listens to the podcast every single week. Um, it's just like, it's mad sometimes because you look at YouTube and social media and it sometimes it can be quite negative and horrible. But like this email, when you read certain different messages of, of people, like it really does touch people's lives and it makes people hopefully switch off from life and you know listen to the podcast or watch videos and maybe forget about worries or troubles they have at home like life is tough and it's it's challenging so uh, I just wanted to thank Thomas um he also just said I emailed him saying can I share your story he said yeah not a problem he said can you just make sure um that you tell anybody that's listening there is help out there yeah that's really cool I think I just I just wanted to touch on that point um I just think it was a, a very, very moving message and uh, one that I wanted to share with everybody. Absolutely. No, it's really good to hear. And glad he's, he's kind of feeling better. And he's, he's, he's obviously found golf and the love of golf. And that's something, obviously, that we all share. Um, he also says golf bloody frustrates him. It does. But it frustrates everybody, doesn't it? It does. I think that's why we love it, though, don't we? It's like this annoying like thing that you, you want to get better at. You want to complete. You'll never complete it. No. You might get better at it, though, which is good. Um, but no, it's it's great to hear he's enjoying the videos and the podcasts. And um, the good news for him, there's a lot more podcasts to come Loads because we got more. to the 200 to get to Vegas. Loads more. Tommy, yeah. come to Vegas with us. <laughs> um, anyway, guys, thanks for listening. Um, lots of different topics and stories there. Hopefully you enjoyed them all. We'll see you next week. Uh, episode 148, out. Rate the podcast out 10 quick. Mm, 6.9. Oh, wow. <laughs> Actually, that's 7.9. That's 6.9. <laughs>
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.